Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Folks, this is my 2022 year in review. Listing off to you all the movies I watched in the theaters this year, and one specifically that I watched at home most recently to end off my 2022. So to start off, uh, I started my movie going uh, prowess uh, back in February. Uh, Death on the Nile was my first movie of the year back in February, February 10th to be exact. That particular movie was uh, directed by uh, Kenneth Branagh. He also starred in the movie as the great uh, detective from Agatha Christie novels, Hercule Poirot. Uh, the movie also starred Gal Gadot, uh, Letitia Wright, and Army Hammer. I liked the movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Was it the best murder mystery of the year? No, but it's enjoyable. Then on the uh, 27th of February, I watched Cyrano. Um, it was more on the musical side than it was on the play to movie side. Uh, this particular movie based on the uh, great European literature novel, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. And uh, it starred Peter Dinklage. Um, for those of you who like movie musicals, this is not one of the best ones. Uh, but if you want to see and experience uh, someone's creative take on the tale of Cyrano de Bergerac, I'd recommend this one to you. Besides that, um, it kind of fell for me on the uh what i expected from this movie then march i went to go see uh a big time uh fan experience uh premiere of the batman in imax at the uh, amc lincoln square uh the batman one of my favorite movies of the year uh loved the fact that matt reeves the director of the movie brought to us the first live-action detective Batman, the best version I've experienced so far. Love the movie overall. The performances from uh, <coughs> Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell, uh, Jonathan Turturro. Uh, did I mention Colin Farrell? I think Colin was, and Paul Dano, and uh, Andy Serkis is Alfred. Man, what a cast, what a film, The Batman. I then went to go watch The Batman again uh, on March 6th. So I watched it twice that month. Um, then we go into April, uh, where I watched everything ever all at once. My favorite movie of the year on the 24th of April. I then watched on May 1st, <coughs> excuse me folks, The Northman. Uh, directed by Edgar Wright, uh, starring Alexander Skarsgård. This movie was so visceral, so impactful. One hell of a of a Norse tale. Um, definitely recommend that one. On the fifth, I then watched uh, the Doctor Strange sequel, Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Madness. I liked the film. It was different than the first one. Uh, definitely understood as to where they were taking the story. I uh, really liked the cameos, 
and um, we'll see as to uh, in one of the parts of the MCU Doctor Strange will be involved in uh, coming to the phases of the MCU then on the 29th of May I watched uh, one of the highest grossing movies of 2022 uh, Top Gun Maverick which is a very enjoyable film it was a fun film uh, nostalgic uh, hit all the right parts for me and the uh, action and plane sequences were out of this world I definitely understood as to why Tom Cruise decided uh, to take this film into <coughs> sorry folks into the uh, into the theater realm and why he did not want this film to go straight to streaming Top Gun Maverick definitely recommend it I then go skip the month of June didn't watch a movie in the month of June and then in July I watched Thor Love and Thunder the other MCU movie at my least favorite theater in New York City the AMC Empire 25 which is the MC in Times Square I'm one of those New Yorkers who hates Times Square uh, Love and Thunder uh, had too many holes in it I thought they could have done a lot more with Gore, with Gore the God Butcher which is Christian Bale's character they leaned too much into the comedy I think they did the same thing with Thor Ragnarok as well I hated Ragnarok just because they didn't take the events of Ragnarok as seriously as they should have and it was more of the silly than the comedy here in Love and Thunder and the movie didn't really work for me in that regard we then go in August uh, BJ Novak's uh, directorial and uh, screenwriting debut in Vengeance I really like this movie it's one of those quirky type of films that would get like back in the day would have like a cult following um that's 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 what the vengeance is to me like that film i'd recommend it uh that was on august 1st uh then on the second i watched bullet train an early access screening of it in dolby um has uh, a lot of fun with bullet train i really like the movie just a good time at the movies great cast Great action. Bullet Train. It's on Netflix now, yeah, if y'all can watch it. I then watched the 40th anniversary, uh, 40th anniversary of E.T., the extraterrestrial. Understood even more <coughs> as to why Steven Spielberg is one of the greatest storytellers and directors in Hollywood history. Never got to watch E.T. in its entirety, even as a kid. Uh, but got to watch it at the AMC on 34th Street and IMAX. It was a great experience. We all know E.T. the extraterrestrial. I'd recommend it. Then uh, on the 29th, I watched one of my standout movies of the year, 3,000 Years of Longing, uh, directed by uh, the great George Miller, who's also directed all the Mad Max movies, including The Last One, Fury Road. Uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, a great story about storytelling and... Uh, the longing of companionship and wanting to be heard in the world today or in all times uh, terrific performances <coughs> by Idris Alba as the gym 
and Tilda Swinton uh, played a a writer and storyteller herself. Um, I highly recommend the movie. Loved it from beginning to end. We then go into September, which was a busy month. On the 11th, I watched a uh, an IMAX screening of Jaws from 1975, the original Jaws. Yet again, solidifying the great work of Steven Spielberg and uh, what terror, horror, and uh, suspense feels like <coughs> and still feels like to this day, how it translated <coughs> from 75 to 2022. And then on the 12th, I watched a film called Breaking, starring John Boyega. I thought that this particular movie uh, was John Boyega's best performance so far uh, of his film career I'd highly recommend this movie uh, not only because due to his messaging um, but at the same time due to his performance then on the 17th I saw a very entertaining uh, whodunit called uh, See How They Run entertaining fun murder mystery film as you can see I love those kind of films Go out and watch this remake uh, that was uh, out in theaters in September. And then on the uh, the 18th of September, I watched the uh, David Bowie documentary called Moonish Daydream. Uh, definitely gave me a better understanding into the man, the artist, and the life philosophy in which David Bowie lived in. Um, great style design in this movie. Ridiculous and crazy visuals, but a better understanding of the man and the artist. If you want something, David Bowie, Mooney's Daydream is that movie. And then the next day, on the 19th, I watched The Woman King, starring Viola Davis. <coughs> John, Bo <coughs> excuse me, folks. Uh, John Boyega was also in this film. One of my favorite movies of the year. Um, don't believe everything you read on the internet the reviews and some of the fan panning it got review bombed this movie is one of the better movies of the year um please go out of your way and watch this movie it's on demand currently um and it should be on streaming somewhere soon if not already and then I watched uh Don't Worry Darling on the 29th of September I was disappointed with the movie uh, due to the ending of it. Um, but sometimes the ending of some movies can really take you out of a film. And this movie specifically did that. It did took away from uh, the terrific performance from Florence Pugh. I think Harry Styles did a decent um, did a decent job in this film. Uh, Chris Pine and Olivia, Olivia Wilde, the actual director of this film. Um, this is her second frontline film. This time she got a bigger budget, but that ending <coughs> just didn't do it for me. Uh, then on October 5th, I went to the AMC Kips Bay 15, met up with my friend Ray, and we watched the movie Pearl. Uh, Ray and I walked away really liking this film. She, her breakdown of this film I remember after the movie when we spoke about it. Um, it was so unique 
yet her. So I'm saying this out loud. If she ever listens to this, I doubt she will, but whatever. Um, I'm going to have her on. I'm going to have to trick her some way to get her on to the podcast sometime this year uh, and uh, do a review with me uh, so you guys can experience her uh, her stylings because she's very unique and uh, she's a one of one in how she expresses herself so I'd like to uh, give her that platform um, introduce me to Maya Goth Dick Pearl uh, so I think the next Maya Goth film that's going to be out is going to be um, what's the name of this movie something is it Infinity Pool it's something pool it comes out this month uh, so um, we'll be uh, I'll be aiming to invite my friend Ray to watch that movie with me so we can review it then uh, on October 9th I watched one of the funniest movies I've watched in a very very long time where I laughed the majority of the film while I was in the theater Triangle of Sadness I recommend this film to anybody uh, the third act it it, uh, it dropped off a bit but then it got tied up in a pretty little bow I think that the uh, the overall message and the uh the way uh, that the uh, not society at large but how the rich and the opulent operate and treat one another and those around them uh, this, that satire uh, it led to a lot of great comedic moments and uh, this movie to me is one of the better comedies in quite some time Triangle of Sadness folks then on the 10th I watched Amsterdam. Uh, that's the movie with uh, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, and Christian Bale. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I understand why it was panned, um, but the movie made sense to me in a very non-linear form. Uh, it came together well, but I guess people were expecting something else from the movie. Um, yet again, I think Margot Robbie has been getting typecast in the roles that she's been getting as of late. Uh, not to say that she had a bad performance here, but, you know, always having to play the, uh, <coughs> the overly exuberant, yet crazed, uh, woman is, uh, is becoming a little bit tiring at this point. So that's that. But Amsterdam, I liked. That was on the 10th, and on the 17th, I watched the, uh, the anime classic, Akira, at the Alamo Draft House. One of the weirdest animes you'll ever watch. Um, the movie came back out. The, it was uh, it was released at the Alamo Draft House to be watched in a the theater format. The movie was originally released in 1988. I've owned Akira on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, and now 4K Blu-ray limited edition steelbook. And... To, to still say it's one of the weirdest movies I'll ever watch is true but the score the soundtrack uh, is is really what the movie is lauded for um, and the term Neo Tokyo was created there so uh, Akira the classic on the 17th of October 
Then on the 20th, I watched Black Adam. Had mad fun with Black Adam. Watched that particular movie with my boys, Robin, Robin Paul. Um, had a lot of fun with Black Adam. Not a great movie. Uh, the screen play seemed to have been written in the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> and the uh, I thought the action was really, really fun. I thought the effects were done really well. But uh, they definitely could have had uh, a better screenplay. Because the dialogue in this movie sucked. The Rock did what The Rock does. Uh, shout out to Pierce Brosnan for playing a magnificent version of Dr. Fate. Then on the 24th of October, I watched The Banshees of Inishiro. Uh This particular movie, one of the best movies of the year. One of the darkest movies I've seen in quite some time. Um, it's a dark comedy. So... Uh, it is labeled just as a comedy, but this uh, this this movie is just dark as hell. It's also violent. Um, so, you know, walk into this with a little bit of trepidation, but it is still great. Uh, uh, a great story of of friendship, the the breakdown of a friendship, <coughs> and. why people do what they do when given certain circumstances. The Banshees of Inishir. Fantastic film. I think that uh, that Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson should be getting some nominations for this particular film here. Uh, on the 26th of October, one of my top three movies of the year, Decision to Leave. Um, Park Won Hook directed this particular movie in his Korean film. One of the most interesting screenplays I've seen in quite some time. It uh, it is a mystery, uh, thriller, crime, noir movie with uh, man. I, I don't even know what else to say, but uh, Decision to Leave is a must-watch. Park Chan Wook, sorry. Is the uh, is the writer, uh, producer, and director of this film? Uh, can't even say anything else about this movie without people without ruining it. <coughs> but I have the review for this up on the feed, I think. Um, so y'all can check out my review for that there. Uh, then comes Armageddon time. Um, I did not record. A review for this um, Armageddon Time is a well put together, uh, well performed film, uh, but ultimately, due to uh, some of the subject matter and the portrayal uh, of one of the characters in the movie, it turned me off. Uh, so that's why I didn't necessarily want to speak about it. But it is still a it's it's still a good film. Very strong performances from Matt Hathaway and Jeremy Strong, and the and the the young men who played their roles. <coughs> uh, the movie's based in early 1980s uh, New York, Forest Hills. Uh, it's, the movie's uh, basically about a uh, a working class Jewish family in Forest Hills, section of Queens, dealing with how to raise uh, their son 
the youngest of two who seems to who seems to uh, have um, a problem uh, with his ability to learn and then also you see uh, his relationships uh, to his family members his friends and those around him uh, so uh, great uh, performances from Anne Hathaway, Jeremy Strong all praise due to Sir Anthony Hopkins uh, for his uh, for his portrayal in this movie as well uh, we then have uh, November I uh, saw a 4K restoration of Gojira, the 1954 film of Godzilla. That's always fun. I've been watching that movie since I was a kid. Always recommend it for folks to see the evolution of these kaiju movies throughout the years. Then on the 10th of November, I watched Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Y'all know my thoughts on that movie. The review's up on the feed. Check it out when you get a chance. On the 13th, I watched The Fablements. My review on that movie's up as well. The Inspection. Uh, great performance by Gabrielle Union in that one. Uh, the review is also up on the feed. Uh, on the 25th, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Love that movie. A very entertaining um, high-end murder mystery. My favorite murder mystery of the year. Uh, it's on Netflix now, folks. You can watch it. Uh, I then watched Devotion, uh, starting uh, starring Jonathan Majors on the 27th of November. Uh, I really like that film. Uh, walked into it knowing what it was going to be about, understanding what the messaging was, what the overall story was going to be, and it delivered for me. So, devotion. Go out and watch it. The Sun, um, not necessarily something that I would recommend to the, to the world or the masses. Very strong subject matter. Not for everybody, but Hugh Jackman's performance in this film um, was great. Then December comes, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Y'all know how I love this film. Uh, my favorite animated film of the year. One of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, go! I watched this in movie theaters. It's on Netflix now. You can watch it. Uh, Hunt, another Korean film. This is a spy thriller movie. Uh, I would recommend that. Empire of Light. Y'all know how I feel about that. The review's up on the feed. But the movie fell short for me. Uh, the Whale, I thought was a tremendous, tremendous movie. Um, I watched that on the 12th. Avatar The Way of Water was on the 15th. Great visual effects. Uh, this is a creativity uh, with effects and performances uh, boiled into one. Simple storyline, easy to follow, but still great. James Cameron, you're the man. I then watched Babylon on the 22nd. Um, that movie was all over the place. Still entertaining, but just too much going on at all times. It's just, yeah, it was a clusterfuck. On Christmas Eve, I watched The Way to Houston Biopic. I want to dance with somebody. Y'all know how I feel about that. If not, this is a movie that was released in Hollywood that should have been made for... It's a made-for-TV movie. Enough about that. And then my last movie trip of the year was to see the movie Living at the Angelica Film Center and Cafe. Love that movie. That movie is at the top. Um, if it's everywhere all at once, the Batman, um, Living, Decisions to Leave, and probably... Uh, 3,000 years after that so uh, that was living and that was on the 29th of December and then on the 30th uh, at home I watched Marcel the Shell with shoes on love that movie great movie watch it folks that was my year in review folks thank you 
for listening to my podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, I will be bringing y'all uh, my uh, my most anticipated movies of 2023 uh, next week. Until then, folks, this has been John L., your friendly neighborhood moviegoer. Signing off. Until next time, I'll check y'all out. Be good. And stay safe out there.